radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. Scoop and Poop with your favorite hosts, Giuseppe. That's pretty terrible right there. And Turtle. Yeah, I'm going to take myself. I will never go against myself. With producer Tony. I will kill a man to improve my status. Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. It's already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this. You're lacking professionalism on the microphone. Hey, fellas. I love the podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Week 8 Recap Show, Fantasy Football Scoop and... P-O-O-P. I am your host, Tony, and I am joined, as always, by Turtle. He's coming off the bye week. How you doing, Turtle? Yeah, my team played like it was a bye week. I'm doing good. Great. And uh, also joining me is Bishop. How you doing, Bishop? I'm doing very well. And I thought Turtle put up a great performance last week. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that. That's for sure. Um, but, you know, we're coming off of Halloween. You know, uh, I know you you guys both got kids. So how was Halloween for you guys? Any good costumes? Did your kids dress up? Like, uh, tell me about your Halloween. I, I guess I'll start. Uh, we're kind of in a new area, so we had trouble finding a place to go trick-or-treating. But once we did, uh, it was pretty awesome. Uh, my kids were something. I don't even remember what. They're they're still kind of little. They don't pick anything cool. Uh, a lot of walking. and Although one thing I did notice here is that they don't ring doorbells. Really? Because, like, yeah, the temperature is still, like, really warm. It was, like, almost 80 so everyone who does contribute like contribute to trick or treating, they're just outside in like lawn chairs, handing out candy in uh, out of a bowl. So like, it cut the trick or treating time in half. Like that's awesome. You didn't have to ring the doorbell and wait. It was just like boom, 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 and we cleared the whole neighborhood in like less than an hour, and it was awesome. Very nice. What about you, Turtle? Yeah. How was your uh, trick or treating? Yeah, we had a we had a bit of that uh, people in lawn chairs with like the portable campfires in their driveways, just handing out candy. Uh, that was new to me. I always rang a doorbell. Um, my kids were Wonder Woman and Drift from Fortnite. So okay, yeah, <laughs> we did same thing though. I mean, we we did it in like an hour. Uh, kids were happy; they got full buckets. So it was a good Halloween. Awesome, and uh, I'm assuming that you guys uh, claimed the uh, candy tax by uh, quote-unquote going through the kids' candy. You got to make sure, you know, you got to make sure that there's no razor blades or magnets in the chocolate, right? What, what did you guys, uh, what did you guys claim out of their out of their bins? I'm a stoner, so I mean, like, I usually have bags of candy on hand. I'm okay, not worried about what they got. Oh, I constantly eat my kids' candy. Like, uh, there's like a bowl of it in our kitchen, and like almost every other time I walk by it, uh, I just grab something and snack on it. My kids don't care. <laughs> so, I mean, what is your favorite Halloween candy? I put up a new poll uh, this week. Uh, this week, I don't know if you guys got a chance to vote, 
But uh, what what's your favorite Halloween candy? What's your absolute favorite? Bishop, I think, I'll start uh, with I, you. I, yeah, I saw the poll. Uh, I'm pretty sure I clicked on Reese's, but the fact that you threw in hundred grand in there is phenomenal because that is a highly underrated candy bar. I I think so too, and I, I'm a fat guy, and I I appreciate a good candy bar, and I think the under the hundred grand does not get its due uh, when, when we're talking about Halloween candy. No, I definitely agree. And if you didn't have Reese's peanut butter cup on there, my vote would have been hundred grand. <laughs> Turtle, what do you think? Um, so I've newly discovered this Reese's Take Five, and they're pretty much the best thing ever. So I'm gonna go with that. Is that the thing where it's like a pretzel inside peanut butter inside chocolate or something like that? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I've had one of those. Those are pretty good. I thought that was like a healthy one. Isn't that like a health one? <laughs> it's made by Reese's. I highly doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't mean like healthy, healthy, but I mean like I don't know, low carb. Gluten free, whatever. I don't know. Nah, you gotta go to I sure hope not. You gotta go to California for that hippie chocolate. We don't get. We yeah, don't I want ones here. with all that, the extra shit in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Kit Kat guy myself. I love me a good Kit Kat, and like the fun sized Kit Kats are like just perfect. Like it's just just enough to, you know, to get you get you a good taste of chocolate and the crispiness. So I'm a big Kit Kat guy myself. I actually had a a, a, a peanut butter M M&M and M recently. Those are phenomenal. Nice. You had those yet? Uh yeah, yeah. I I have had those. Those are those are those are pretty good. Ooh, great stuff. All right. Well, that's enough. I'm getting hungry just talking about candy. I, I think I'm gonna go downstairs. We were smart and we didn't buy anything with chocolate. We we got like the shitty candy, like the. Uh, like the Skittles, the like the sweet stuff, not the chocolate. Uh, we did that on purpose because we didn't want to eat all of the candy while, you know, like, because <laughs> we got a ton left over. So it's like Laffy Taffies and Skittles and like Swedish fish and all that kind of stuff. So I, I can't like binge on that stuff. But the chocolate, man, whoo, you got to keep that away from me. Yeah. So. All right. Let's get into matchups. Uh, we're going to start with Matt and Santino. And, uh, oh, Santino, that's a rough one. Uh, 91 to 42, Santino gets trounced. Um, is Patrick Mahomes broken? I want to ask you, primetime, because, uh, the past, like, month, that's not the same guy that we've seen throughout uh, his career, just dominating defenses. I don't know what's going on, but, uh, again, only one touchdown this week, nine points. Uh, Santino, it's real hard to win when you don't get a, a great performance from, from Patrick Mahomes. So what do you think, Brian Tyne? What What can we do here? Yeah, I think the Buffalo Bills broke Patrick Mahomes, like broke his spirit, broke his confidence, broke, broke everything. Because ever since that game, dude, he has struggled. And uh, it's not it's not even just like, you know, all the incompletions. It's like the turnovers. Like, yeah, he's like a, a modern day Cordell Stewart. If you recall that that character. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's kind of funny to watch just because of how much money they're paying him. Uh, I feel like that is probably the worst waste of money thus far. Turtle, anything uh, that you've been seeing? worst 
use of money thus far. <laughs> That's a bit much, I think. I mean, if you count calculated, I'm sure you, there's a, a mathematician out there. Uh, I mean, Derek uh, Carr. Derek Carr is making obnoxious amounts of money. Yeah, he's playing well though. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Mahomes is playing at Derek Carr's level right now. <laughs> yeah, I think Derek Carr's playing better than Mahomes right now. To tell you the yeah. truth. Sure, sure, sure. Um, um, I I don't know. He, I. No, I'm going to say no, he's not broken. This guy's not going to just go out like this. This isn't the end of Patrick Mahomes. Um, they are struggling. I don't know what to say about it or what, what is causing it, but uh, I sure hope they figure it out. Yeah, Santino's team did not uh, show up this week. Uh, his highest player was Jamar Chase with only 10 points, so uh, only one guy in double digits. And Matt had a great week from Tyreek Hill. Uh, he did catch that one touchdown, but he also had nine, uh, 12 catches for 94 yards, so good game there. And uh, Austin Ekelar gets back on the uh, on the the right side of things with 18 points. Um, did you guys see – I'll ask primetime. I'll ask you first. Did you see the Justin Fields rushing touchdown last week against the 49ers? Yeah, I saw it when it when it popped up on Red Zone because I the Bears weren't local this week, so uh, I had to catch it in between you know Red Zone clips, and uh, yeah, I thought that was I I didn't even realize he had 103 rushing yards. That sounds I, I'm just looking at it now. It's like wow, I didn't even realize he had that many. But yeah, that rushing touchdown was. Uh, I got off. Was... I got out of my chair. I got off the couch. <laughs> I fist bumped. I, I, if there was somebody watching football with me, I would have high fived them, maybe chest bumped, but uh, it was electric. What a, what a play, uh, turtle! I, I bet you thought it was Mike, Mike Vick for a second, what, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, we've been waiting for this. This guy has uh, just been held back. I, I don't know what the deal is with these, with these quarterbacks right now, but uh, he looked fun. That's what you guys were expecting. Yeah, and he actually had a good fantasy day, 19 points with that 100 yards rushing, two touchdowns. So, uh, Santino, uh, better luck next week. Let's go to the next matchup, and we have Giuseppe's The Ted Lasso Way versus BDI's Slobo Don. And wouldn't you believe it, BDI goes out there and takes care of Giuseppe uh, this, this, this week was, uh, another week, another injury for Giuseppe. Uh, Derek Henry ends up going down in the game, um, with a foot injury. He still got 28 catch or 28 rushes and came back, but it later came out that he broke a bone in his foot. So he's out for the season. So not much there. And then, uh, BDI was able to take care of business. Uh, he got a big game from his Seattle Seahawks defense. And Tyler Lockett actually had a boom week and takes care of Giuseppe. Uh, I didn't see this coming. I think we all picked Giuseppe in this matchup primetime. So tell me how he shocked the world. I I still am in disbelief. Uh, I, I think there was that Thursday game with Green Bay, Arizona, and he had uh, Randall Cobb and Rodgers, and he threw two touchdowns to Cobb, so he double-dipped yep. twice. And I was like, wow, this game is over. And then Sunday happened, and uh, 
You know, all of Giuseppe's guys, basically, except for Adam Thielen, completely underperformed. While BDI's guys, uh, you know, Alvin Kamara, Cordell Patterson are scoring touchdowns. It was it was pretty interesting. And slowly but surely, he chipped away at Giuseppe until <laughs> it was a 20-point victory. Yeah, the Eagles uh, definitely let him down with, like, Devontae Smith only catching one pass. Nick Chubb came back, but only five points. Uh, that's the problem with Nick Chubb is he does not catch the ball. He only had one catch. I'm surprised he had one catch, to be honest. So if the rushing numbers aren't there, he's not going to have a good game, and this is what this is what happened. Uh, yeah, uh, BDI was able to, to snake out a victory here. So uh, Kirk Cousins, only one touchdown, kind of made this a little interesting, but um, I guess not enough for Giuseppe. Ends up taking the loss. He loses to Santino and BDI in back-to-back weeks, I believe. I want to yeah. say. Oh. And uh, that's never a good thing in fantasy football, that's for sure. So uh, let's we'll see what happens next week with Giuseppe. Hopefully, he can uh, get some players and feel the roster because it's getting real thin on his on his side. All right, let's go to the next matchup. We have the game of the week. This was by far the closest game. Uh, we had Pee Wee McLean taking on our very own Turtle in Avica with New Wave Hookers 5. We got to get that story first. Um, but yeah, hard luck for you this week. You take the loss 93 to 91, and it came down to the very end of Monday Night Football, I believe. Turtle, talk, tell me about this game and tell me about New Wave Hookers 5. I have no clue what New Wave Hookers 5 is. Um, I have no control over that portion of the team that just happens. And I get nice little uh, pictures of whatever, whoever the fuck they are. <laughs> Some ugly broads. Yeah, I, I, I got nothing else to say. Um, I can't win. I lost by two again this season. A field goal by the Giants at the end of that game to tie it would have gave me the win. Or just not uh, having Cincinnati lose that game to the Jets. But it gave me a tie. So, uh, I don't know. Good game. All you guys got touchdowns. Yeah, A.J. Brown had a breakout. He had 10 catches, 155, and a touchdown for 24 points. Kind of been waiting on that from him um, this season. And uh, he double-dipped with the uh, Ryan Tannehill game, uh, 21 points. Did you see that uh, Tennessee-Indianapolis game? prime time that was a pretty high scoring uh back and forth game yeah i saw clips of it when it was coming on and i kind of wanted to pay attention to that jonathan taylor guy uh but yeah that was a really interesting game and i don't know like those a lot of those division games are it doesn't matter who's playing like they're always good they're usually good games unless they're bearish packers <laughs> yeah that's true and, and turtle you came up real close uh two point loss here and I think you definitely left some points on the table here with, like, I, I watched very little of the Dallas-Minnesota game, but every time I checked in, they were throwing the ball to the fullback. Why are CJ Ham, fuck are, him. I, I don't know. Yeah, why are they throwing the ball to the fullback when they have Dalvin Cook on their roster and on the field at the same time? I don't understand it. Me neither. One catch could have been the difference. Yep. 
and uh, Daryl Williams actually got poached by uh, some man named Gore, which we'll hear about in the next matchup, but uh, or the next podcast, sorry. Uh, and uh, yeah, it just you weren't able to close. It sucks when you get so close, but did not get there. Next matchup, we have Mike's Lucky Lucianos versus my COVID Mania Delta. And I pull out the victory, 92 to 66. Um, I ended up having a pretty good week, but boy, that first half of the noon games, my team was doing nothing. I think I had like two or three points from Josh Allen at that point. Uh, I think Stefan Diggs maybe had one catch. And Debo Samuel dropped a couple passes. But after that, they really turned on the Jets. Uh, Buffalo Bills quarterback ends up with three touchdowns. They actually had a fuck you touchdown at the very end of the game where they could have knelt down. But since they were playing Miami and they wanted to screw them over, Josh Allen got an extra rushing touchdown with like under a minute left in that game. Primetime, did you see that? Because I know you're in Florida. Yeah. I don't know if that was on your TV. Uh, no, that uh, that one wasn't because uh, – I don't know. They they don't treat like this is like I'm in Tampa Bay country, so they don't consider oh. Miami as like a team. Uh, so yeah, luckily we had the Falcons, Carolina Panthers as our local, which is fucking Ugh. stupid. Nobody wants to watch that game, <laughs> even people in Atlanta and Carolina. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that 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 touchdown late was like you know yeah you're right it was a it was a fuck you to Miami and that was like the weirdest game for the first like three and a half quarters yep I had I had no idea like I forgot the game was on because it wasn't like popping up on red zone and then it popped up once in like the third quarter I'm like holy shit that game's going on like I had no idea it was even televised yeah and uh, Mike started off pretty bad on Thursday. He only got four points from DeAndre Hopkins, who spent most of the game on the sidelines with a hamstring or a shoulder. Or I can't remember what the injury was, but obviously injured and not involved. Uh, Leonard Fournette couldn't get going, only four points. Um, his biggest play was Najee Harris, which he had a great game, 16 points. Uh, just a lot of a lot of injuries going on for Mike and... Uh, you just couldn't field a good team this week. I kind of called the uh, Justin Herbert was going to struggle against uh, Bill Belichick because that's what he does. Yeah. That's uh, two times in a row I think Belichick has shut him down. So, GG uh, Mike, you're taking your second loss on the season, and we're going to go to the next matchup, which is Kowalski's Cracka Ass Crackas versus Worms Team Taylor. And uh, Worm comes away with the victory, 113 to 100. Um, he played the right quarterback. Guys, look at this. Matt Stafford, 24 points. And uh, <laughs> Cooper Rush with only 15 because Dak was hurt. But is this the first time all year that he's picked the right quarterback? I, th I believe so. And I think so. Pretty sure. And he actually got the win, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he got the win with Michael Pittman scoring 25 points, 10 catches, two touchdowns. I don't know. Is, is this Michael? Is... I was going to say, is that actually Michael Pittman's kid, like from former Tampa Bay running back? Yeah, Pittman? The, yeah, that's him. And like he used to have the huge biceps, like the 24 yeah. inch pythons, you know? He used to have those huge arms. 
I'm, I'm Googling it right now. Yeah, Michael Pittman used to have some crazy arms. <laughs> He's a stud. Is it weird that people we used to watch now have kids in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you get old, and we're, we're certainly getting old, that's for sure. Um, uh, Michael Pittman, that's a, that looks like wide receiver one stuff like coming from him the past couple weeks. Uh, he's, he's a second year receiver. Everybody always says that the, the, the big jump comes in the second year for receivers and, uh, worm might, my, worm might have a keeper on his hands there and, uh, it's looking and, good. And I think, uh, T Y Hilton got hurt in that game. I don't know. He's probably always hurt. But yeah. He's old too. I, Speaking of old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember playing with, against your dad. Uh, <laughs> No, yeah, I, I heard he got hurt. I just don't know how severe it is, but, yeah, right. that's going to help out that Pittman, dude. Absolutely, and uh, K-Wall had a pretty good week. He got to 100, but he ended up playing the uh, highest scorer this this week. I think there's only a, one other team that would have beat him this week, but that's hard luck. Uh, he got a, another, a great game from Chris Godwin. Um, awesome defense performance from the Philadelphia Eagles against uh, the poor bastard Detroit Lions. Uh, man. I really thought that they were they had a good shot to win this week, but I, I was dead wrong, obviously. Um, and uh, Kowalski, I think, is in the pole position for the uh, lottery, I want to say. So, uh, GG to you, I guess. And let's go to the last matchup. Uh, we had, uh, what were you, the Iron Galaxy or something? What the hell were you last week? The Terran Empire. Yeah. Terran Empire versus Micah's sex pervert. And the, uh, <laughs> I, I guess you could say you took care of the sex perverts this week. 110 yeah, points to 53. And, uh, why don't you talk about your matchup, Bishop? Uh, I mean, 53 points. I mean, I could have, I could have started my bench probably. No, maybe not. I had a lot of buys, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it, it wasn't that difficult. Uh, I didn't need anyone, basically. Like, I had to start LaVisca Chenault. I didn't know who that was. And uh, he got me two points, but whatever. I didn't need it. and I don't know what else to say. I, I, I wanted a tougher matchup against Micah. Uh, but, yeah, his Cardinals quarterback dude, that dude struggled hardcore on Thursday. And he was in, Micah was in, like, a funk all weekend because of it. <laughs> yeah, he... Uh... Kyler Murray didn't do jack shit, only two points. Uh, James Robinson actually got hurt in that game, only two points. Travis Kelsey, only three points. This goes back to the Chiefs thing. Maybe that's the key. Maybe Kelsey is not doing it, so the, Patrick Mahomes kind of lost his uh, security blanket or something. Uh, let's talk about why you had to play LaVisca Chenault. Uh, it came out early Sunday morning that Calvin Ridley was going to miss another game due to quote-unquote personal reasons and he ended up releasing a statement on sunday about uh taking some time away from the team to uh uh because of his mental health i guess is not in a spot where he's comfortable playing football and he missed the game he missed the london game a couple weeks ago to and nobody kind of knew why and i guess this is probably why so primetime Calvin Ridley is sad, and he's not he's no longer playing football. Uh, how did you take that news? How did you find out what happened? I'm going to start by giving the P 
PC answer and say, I want him to get well and his mental health is very important, blah, blah, blah. Otherwise, uh, and then now we edit for the unrated version of the podcast. <laughs> Fuck this guy and his fucking billionaire, fucking millionaire athlete bullshit. I guarantee you anything he's bitching about is probably nothing. And I, and I know, I have a feeling it can't be family related because the Bears have his brother and he ain't sad and leaving the fucking league. So it's just him being a fucking bitch. I hate Calvin Ridley. Wow. You know, like uh, mental health acceptance has, has become prevalent in the country in the past couple of years and uh, apparently not in the Sarech household. So, Did you not hear the first part of my answer? <laughs> I was sincere. That was sincere. Clearly. I, I truly hope he gets the help he needs. But still, fuck him in his asshole. All right. right in the old pooper. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that'll turn his frown upside down, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some money. <laughs> and at quarterback, we have... Who's this? Tom Brady? Straight cash. For Bishop's team? Yeah. That Tom Brady, yeah. And at running back, we have Joe Mixon on Bishop's team. Straight cash, homie. Man, you're making some money this year. And at wide receiver, we have Michael Pittman Jr. for Worm. Straight cash, homie. And speaking of Michael Pittman, start of the week. I think it's start of the week. I think it's I think it's Pittman. He had a huge game. He won Worm ten dollars, uh, and, and just a just a a great overall performance on a team that doesn't usually. Ha- I mean, they, the last wide receiver one that they've had was like I don't know, T. Y. Hilton like eight years ago. Like yeah. we said, that dude's old. So it's been a while since the Colts have had. Uh, Somebody that can carry the load like that. All right, let's go to Dud of the Week. Dud of the Week. And we're going to give it to Kyler Murray. Only two points against the Packers on Thursday night. Uh, You know, the sex perverts could have used the good performance from Kyler Murray, um, but uh, they did not get it. He's a midget. One lucky And we got to give this to Pee Wee uh, for... Barely edging out our boy Turtle, uh, only two points, gets the victory. Um, I don't, I don't have a, a good reason why he's lucky. It's just the margin of victory is so close that uh, literally one catch or one rush could have uh, tipped the scales there. So we're gonna give it to Peewee. The worst fantasy football owner of the week. Number one, and unfortunately, it's Santino. You need not he's look at the standings. He's back. He's back. <laughs> it's he's back and better than ever. Uh, forty-two points. Didn't even get to fifty. Didn't even get to forty-five. Just terrible. Uh, you're not winning any games with forty-two points. So Santino, you got to do better than that. All right, I've had enough of this. 
This has been the Week 8 Preview Show. Fantasy Football Scoop and... Show's over, I'm tired. Scoop and Poop Fantasy Podcast, now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com.